You are now tuned in to J&J West Virginia Sports Today, discussing all of West Virginia high school sports here on this podcast. And now here are your hosts, Jeremy Thomas and Jordan Spurlock. All right, guys, we are here. Week number two, definitely excited. Guys, first and foremost, we want to thank everybody for tuning in last week. We had a great turnout for the response for the show. So thank you guys once again, and we say it every week, guys, but we want to thank you because we wouldn't be here without you. I'm Jeremy. We got Jordan here once again. What's up? And guys, first, we want to thank CryoFix on 111 Hill Street in Charleston for being one of our corporate sponsors from The Jump. Um, We just did an interview. We'll release it probably before this comes out. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Andy and Kristen down at CryoFix for helping these athletes out, giving them the free compression therapy. And I'll let Jordan go ahead and tell you just a little bit about our other sponsor. All right, guys. Yeah, we got uh, Sports Smart over at 510 C Street in South Charleston. Uh, that zip is 25309. Uh, look, guys, we, we discussed it last week. Any and all of your sports apparel needs uh, and it goes beyond sports apparel, equipment, uh, personalized stadium seating, blankets. I mean, guys, just anything you could think of. Uh, and you know what? If they haven't made it before, they're going to find a way to make it for you. Exactly right. So uh, head on over there. Give them a talk. Um, they're great people. Um, Let them know West Virginia Sports News sent you over. Definitely. Uh, you will not be you will not be unsatisfied. Now, guys, before we dive into everything today, uh, we want to let you all know our social media platforms. We have West Virginia Sports News on Facebook, which is growing and growing and growing. We also have at WV Sports News 1 on Twitter and West Virginia Sports News on Instagram. Also, guys, to catch every interview that we do, whether it's CryoFix, On Location, we have our YouTube channel, which is WV Sports News 1. So, go, guys, go check that out. Yeah, everything's nice and neat on there. Uh, interviews or group interviews and all of our video, uh, all of our filming is 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 uh, is divided into nice, neat little sections. So um, easy to navigate. All kinds of content there, guys. Definitely, guys. We're excited growing here at Western Sports News. But we're going to do a little something different this week. We decided to select a male and female athlete of the week. Yeah, and all th- those are both also posted uh, yesterday on our social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter, so you can uh, go check out uh, some nice little graphics of those of those two players we're going to mention here. Now, guys, the we'll start with the female athlete who is Miss Calissa Lacey from George Washington High School. She had a standout week this week for the Patriots and definitely big things coming for them. Uh, on Tuesday night against Huntington, she had 17 points, 11 assists. And against Woodrow on Thursday, this is where she balled out. She had 34 points, six rebounds, five assists, and five steals. I mean, she's just filling the stat sheet up. She does it all for the Patriots. And let me tell you the scary thing here. She's only a junior. That's wild. She's coming back. (laughs) Um, It's definitely good to see the local talent um, has progressed, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah, and I want to remind everybody – this isn't going to be just a local, a local, uh, a, a local award, so to speak, that we do every week. It, you know, we're going to reach out, but we looked at her stats and they really just jumped out to us. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you can't go wrong with the numbers she put up this week, and 
not just one game. I mean, she is consistently consistent on scoring the basketball and getting her teammates involved. Definitely. Um, the male athlete of the week is Mr. David Early from Logan. Obviously, we didn't have his numbers from last night posted in the post yesterday. Um, but his stats against Chapmanville were 24 points, 8 rebounds. And let me tell you, the best part about that is they took down the 50-some-odd game in-state win streak. 54. Yeah. But, granted, Chapmanville started again with their big win over Polka last night. They did. They bounced back. But David Early had, a, had himself a game last night against Wayne. He had 40 points on 17 of 29 shooting and 17 rebounds, three assists, and four steals. That's silly. Um, That's silly. And I, I, I mean, I get it, but you you can't go wrong picking him for player of the week this week. Uh, I think David, early, early, you know, in this season, we're about halfway through. Uh, I think he's definitely establishing himself as a candidate for player of the year at this point. Um, he's a guy that everybody – He's a guy that everybody knew about, um, but uh, he's really—I mean—he's really making a statement this season. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he went to to Beckley Prep, came back to Logan for his senior year, and is just balling out this year. Absolutely. Um, but guys, if you want to nominate a player of the week going into next week, let us know. Yeah, uh, let us know the stats. Let us know the player school, and we'll definitely take a look in. But we want you all involved as much as we can get you all involved. Um, because without you all, we wouldn't be where we're at. Nope, not at all. So, guys, we're going to dive right in, and we're going to talk a little bit about the state championship game. And I know this is a little controversial, but we're going to talk about it anyway. We're going to hash it out. The the big thing is, obviously, they do a great job up in Wheeling for the state championship game. Not taking anything away from Wheeling, but my opinion – I think the state championship game should be moved around. Yeah, I don't think it should be at any one place, you know, uh, in rock solid, you know, every single year. Um, you know, obviously, Willing, it helps Willing a lot. It helps Willing, the city of Willing, out a lot as far as tourism. And um, you get the, you know, you get all the, the, the hotels, the, the casino benefits right there. Right. Um, and it's a good setup. But the thing is, I mean, you, you know, the Northern Panhandle, you know, you've got a, a three and a half, four hour drive um, for the for people, you know, down in Logan and, and Chapmanville area um, every single year, you know, and, uh, and it never changes. Right. And here's the thing, too. I talked to a couple people from down in this area in Charleston that if maybe the state championship game was moved around and not strictly in Wheeling, then the, the they would go. Yeah, definitely. I've heard that um, as well. There's a lot of people saying that I'm not driving three hours to Wheeling um, just to watch the state championship game. But um, we talk about moving it around, and everybody goes, where would you have it? Where would you have it? Well, I got a couple options. Um, obviously, the big two options are you could switch it between Morgantown and Huntington at W and Marshall. That's a good uh, I think I like that plan. I mean, here's my thinking with that. I mean, obviously, not every kid on the team is going to play at the next level. So if you're playing in a state championship game, um, you're suiting up one last time, and the last time you suit up is either on Mountaineer Field or down in Huntington at Marshall. And obviously, we're a little biased, so we like the Mountaineer Field better, but, I mean, it's it's awesome to see these kids because they'll take that memory with them forever. They will. Uh, and just thinking, you know, back as a as myself, 
you know, as a senior playing football at, at George Washington High School, I mean, you know, we made the playoffs, but um, if, you know, the thought of going out and suiting up and, and you know, running onto Mountaineer Field and playing my final, what could have been, well, would have been my final game, I mean, that's the, that's amazing. You know, that would be an amazing incentive for our student athletes. Oh, exactly. And and even if you don't want to do it at WVU or Marshall, um, I mean, you have the options. You could do it in, in Morgantown, at Morgantown High School. I think it's a beautiful setup there at Morgantown. Tons of options. Um, obviously, we're just going to throw out a couple guys. We're not saying this is the only places. Yeah. Um, and like Jeremy said, you know, if you guys have ideas as, as a, maybe a, a, a system that might work, you know, let us know. But Jeremy's going to go ahead and list some more. Now, obviously, you got Morgantown, which we just talked about. Beautiful setup there at Morgantown High School. Tony Lewis Field, um, wrong, gorgeous. But also a couple other ones we have in the state. You could do it at Parkersburg High School. It's a beautiful field. They obviously hold the three or four elite camp there right. every year. Um, beautiful setup there at Parkersburg, but also Mitchell Stadium. Mitchell Stadium. Um, I think you know you set it up Morgantown, and then you would have it at Parkersburg up that way and then or and you could I mean if even if you wanted to not to interrupt you but even if you want like Erickson all, I was at Erickson all sports academy this season um and that's a that's a all sports uh facility and, and for those who don't know that's where Parkersburg South yeah plays and I mean I mean that is a, I mean it's got the capacity um and it's just a gorgeous looking facility oh it is beautiful um but also, you could do the Bluefield at Mitchell Stadium. Um, another great setup. Obviously, USA, it was USA Today uh, voted USA Today number one uh, football high school venue, stadium, high school venue in the in the country. Yeah, not just the state and in the country. Uh, great stuff going on down Bluefield. We made the trip down to Bluefield this summer uh, to interview some of their players, and it's a beautiful setup down there at Mitchell Stadium. But I mean, my opinion is, and don't get me wrong, like you said, Wheeling is a great place to have a championship game. But should it be there every year? I just, I really, you know, and, and I know, you know, everybody up there talks about, well, the reason it's at Wheeling is because the hotels, the local hotels give them, you know, they get a, they have a, a deal right um, where they get rooms allotted. And I think they're, I think they're at a discounted rate or correct, or maybe it's just, I think you're right. Um, but I mean, that, those negotiations can be had at other cities and I'm pretty sure they would, I mean, I don't know for certain, but I I would think they would be accommodating right and that's what you think because why would the city not be accommodating for all that money coming in yeah um obviously we have the basketball championships boys and girls down here in charleston at the civic center or the charleston coliseum whatever it's renamed now um you have that down here you have the track and field down here i mean why not bring and granted baseball's here in charleston at power park but now they got brand new. I mean, even even talking about the the, the baseball uh, that could be moved. Now you've got uh, the Shawnee, the sports complex, the short sports complex, the Shawnee, and Ma- and Mountaineer, the Mountaineer baseball team's new field. Yeah, exactly. Which is a gorgeous facility. Exactly, and that's the thing. And I'm not saying to keep everything down here in Charleston. I mean, granted, it's a lot easier on us to get these championship <laughs> games. But um, I mean, it's it's awesome stuff. It's just a topic that we've talked about multiple times here, at Western Sports News, and we've ran over the options and i mean obviously a lot goes in into something like that but why not i don't know when the contract's up in wheeling um maybe a couple years and then they vote on it again but from what i got told i talked to you know some members of the ssac um and they just said it's too good of a setup right now to to even think about changing right 
My thing is just just rotate it. I mean, right. You know, I'm not saying have it in wheeling. Just right. rotate it. Exactly. And, and I, I agree 100 percent with you. And obviously, guys, we we don't like to agree all the time because it doesn't make it as fun uh, for the podcast. But I mean, when the topics are there and we have the same same opinion, I mean, it's hard to disagree. But um, a lot of good stuff going on, guys. That's we just want to give you a little something to talk about yeah. and just think about is maybe maybe if you're going to just keep it in wheeling, then fantastic. I mean, it's a great venue up there, like Jordan stated. But you look at all these other states around us. Um, obviously, Texas has their state championship game at Cowboy Stadium, Jerry and obviously. World. Yeah, Jerry World. And obviously, we don't have a professional stadium here, so why not do it at Mountaineer Field or or down at Huntington? I mean, Mountaineer Field's the closest thing in this state that you could call a professional-level stadium. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely definitely gives you something to think about, guys. Um, we wanted to let you all know that any ideas that you all have for a show, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, anything and everything, guys. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. But now we're going to talk about an issue that has been, I guess you could say, a hot-button issue here in the state uh, in recent years. I know it's coming. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about the transfer issue in the state of West Virginia. Now, we actually printed out what it states in the SSAC, SSAC handbook on the transfer issue with all the revisions it's up to date um we're not going to sit here and read this whole thing to you because frankly we don't want to put you guys to sleep exactly um give them just a basic overview on a couple of them jordan um well i mean you know they cover you know all the all their loopholes and you know they cover their butts in it but i mean it still seems knowing a few situations that we've encountered just through what we do and have an intimate knowledge of those situations um there are there are there are thing there are issues of transfer going on in this state that aren't covered by this document exactly and i just feel like either abide by the rules that you guys that you know these legal these these uh statements are, are the legal wording is heavy in them and i mean just abide by this this document that you've created or don't abide by it at all. Exactly. You can't pick and choose who you punish with this or who you say you're not eligible to. You either need to do it for everybody or nobody. I'm not here to throw any student athletes under the bus or na- or, or name anybody's Ex- children. Exactly. That's not what we're about. But um, we do have you know knowledge of, of, of instances of transfer that are not covered in this document. Um, and I you know I just think here's my stance. High school sports, you know, every, it's a cliche. Everybody says you're a student athlete. And I know it gets run on the ground, but you are. You're right. a student athlete. Exactly. You're there to get an education to prepare yourself for either college or your life after high school. Yeah, exactly. Um, whether, that, whether that be a trade or, or, you know. Straight to the workforce. Or straight to the workforce. Either, either way, you're there to get the necessary education you need, need to prepare you uh, for adult life. Exactly. Um athletics are an amazing fantastic great portion of it Uh, but it's not most important and it seems it seems the 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 you know with all these transfers the main driving force in 80 percent of them is 
well, I want to play on this team. Well, I want to play with these guys. Um, you know, I want to get that state championship ring. Um, no, I am not to interrupt Jordan, but I am going to, I'm going to name drop one name Okay. that is no longer in the state. Okay. I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about <laughs> um, because guys, we, we looked over this document and the biggest thing with that is it says if you transfer outside the county, you are eligible to play. Right. If you transfer to an, so there's, there's, there's a, there's a revision here uh, on one of the sections that states if you transfer outside of, if you transfer to a school that's not a uh, WVSSAC member school, um, and then you transfer back into the state, um, you're eligible immediately. Right. Correct. Or if you just transfer out of state, you're immediately eligible um, per the SSAC guidelines. Now, the state you're transferring to may have different guidelines. Right. But uh, if you transfer from a school out of the state to a WVSAC school, you're, you're immediately eligible. eligible. Correct. But what I was saying is from county to county. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. it, it does say in the it, guidelines that if you transfer outside a county, that you would be eligible. Right. If you transfer outside a conti- one contiguous county to the next, Correct. you're immediately eligible. And here's my thing. And obviously, this person didn't miss any time. He's no longer in the state. Obviously, everybody knows who he is. It's Logan Holgerson. Right. Um, Logan transferred from Morgantown to university to for his senior year. Separated by how many miles? Six or seven miles, I believe, is the difference between those two schools and who was immediately eligible. Right. Um, don't know what was said for him to be immediately uh, immediately eligible because I know he transferred out of state to a prep school in Maryland, I believe. Uh, I believe it was Eastern Academy. And then came back halfway through the season because he was buried on the depth chart. Or St. Francis Academy, one of those. One of those two. But what I'm saying is he transferred back in state and finished his season at Morgantown his junior year. Right. Well, then his senior year he transferred from there to university. Um, I don't know how in the world he was eligible to play because it's, it's right there states that if it's outside a county and obviously seven miles is still going to be in the county. And obviously he transferred from one Morgantown school to another. Now, when we when we look at these kids transferring and it's just to me, it, it's crazy. I mean, and we talked about we talked about last night about how what it seems to be going like, especially here recently with all these transfers, is it's like AAU. It is. That's exactly um, what we said. It's it's like, hey, hey, come play with us, man. And then, you know, they just transfer. And then they end up transferring to another school. I mean, we have instances of kids in this, you know, just locally in the Valley transferring from two and three different schools and just the four years they're in high school. That's insane. Well, we talk about that and we're not going to mention names with this one, but there's been uh, an, I don't want to say an issue, but there's been something brought to our attention where a kid has transferred to five schools in two seasons. Like that's that's that's, just ridiculous. Like that right there is where you need to stop and draw the line. Yeah. That's a problem. Like, and I, I, now, don't get me wrong. If you're transferring for the right reasons, no, yeah, I like mean, if you like if there's an issue with bullying, or if there's an issue like your you parents move. pick up and move, and I, I'm we're not talking to those people. We're no. talking to the kids that okay, well, they're they should have a good season. They had this many kids return, so let me transfer there instead of sticking it out and being loyal, you know, with the team that's in your where you live. 
Exactly. And most likely probably where you played midget league. Exactly. And, and here's and grew up with all the players that are in the high school. And here's a fun fact we're going to throw at you. It doesn't really have anything to do with the transfer issue, but it's kind of along those same lines. Uh, we talk about last night, if a school doesn't have your particular sports program, like I went to Cross Saints Christian, we didn't have football. Right. Should, would I have been able? Would I have been able to go to a different school like a South Charleston to play football? The SSAC says no. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? Why would it be so wrong if I wanted a private education, right. but I still wanted to play football? You should, and in my opinion, you should be able to. And that's you. You should have to go to the school, the the public school. That would be your attendance zone for where you live. Correct. And, and, and with me living in Dunbar, I would have went to South Charleston. Right. Um, Notre Dame High School had the same issue this year. They didn't have enough kids to play football this season and put a team together. It was a horrible situation. And it was awful because you have seniors on that team that aren't able to play. Horrible. And they wouldn't allow them to go to a local school to play. Guys that could have been getting looked at. Exactly. You know, to have an opportunity to, to continue their education at the next level. Exactly right. And in my opinion, I could be wrong, but why would you not allow the kids, because their school doesn't have the program, what does it hurt to allow them to go to their local school and play a sport? It doesn't hurt anything. I, that made, when, I, when that came out and you told me that earlier, this you know when it, when it, all, when it all went down, right. that blew my mind. I just couldn't believe I just couldn't believe it. And I just don't understand like what it hurts. It's not like you're going to be playing against these kids and they're just like, oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to play football here yeah. so we can play against you. No, they're playing at a different school because their school doesn't have that program. Right. So why why does it hurt to allow them to transfer? Not even Not even really transfer. To go play somewhere else because their school didn't have enough people to play. I mean, and we just read last night, I believe it was last night, Liberty, girls basketball, aren't able to have a season this year. Because they don't have enough players. The numbers are down. Yeah. Which is sad as well. Um, but here, here, I want, let me throw something at you. Okay. Um, so, like, I understand the SSAC stance. Yeah, I'll, I'll play a little, you know, maybe half devil's advocate here. Okay. I understand the SSAC stance where, like, if you go to that school knowing they don't have a football program. Right. Then, okay, I get, I get, I get why they're saying I get that. that. Okay. So, my, but the, the thing is, those boys were practicing. They were told they were going to have a football team. Correct. They had a football team the year previous, correct? Yes, yes, yes. So in my mind, that's just, why are you punishing kids for being told by adults that they're going to have a football team? Right. I mean, I agree with you 100%. And I definitely, definitely understand what you're talking about when you talk about, you know, you're going to that school knowing that. And and I get that. I definitely do. But you you bring up Notre Dame for a, a very good point is, they were practicing in the summer. They were conditioning. They were doing everything they were supposed to do because they were told a football season was coming. Right. Well, what was it? Three, four weeks for football season, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and they got told that they're they not going right to have a season. The, right at the beginning of summer camp. Yeah. And it was – Fall camp. And it's awful because why would why would you not allow these kids to go play? And, and you're right. Maybe they were getting looked at by college yeah. or anything like that to better their future. Um, it just – I don't know. Now, guys, we're going to talk a little bit of – we're going to jump off the the bandwagon here, I guess you could say, with the with the transfer issue. But we're going to break down a little double-A basketball. All right. Now, obviously, a lot of big games last night. 
Polka Chapmanville was the biggest game of the night. My well, between Polka and Chapmanville, and then you had Shady and Bluefield, Bluefield which, which a is a game. fantastic game. First time I think they said in six years or six seasons that Shady has beaten Bluefield. Maybe not six years, but six opportunities. I mean, let, let, and also let's not discount the fact that Shady Spring is three and zero against Canal County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very, very true. <laughs> and just to give you all a heads up that don't know, that means beating South Charleston Capital and GW. Yes. Uh, not not small AA schools. We're no. talking some of the bigger schools in the state. Yes. Now, obviously they had a great win last night. 73-70, I believe, was the final. Right. Um, Shady's making some noise. And in my opinion, they could be the number one team this week with Chapmanville going down earlier in the week. They could. To Logan. Now, we, we talked about David Early being the athlete of the week for his role in their game against Chapmanville. Fantastic. I mean, that's awesome. I don't want to say it's awesome to see, but it's 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 good to see Logan being competitive again. It is. And, you know, forgive me, I don't know a lot of Logan's, you know, the, a lot of Logan's other starters, but, um, that you know, a basketball team isn't one player. Now, one player can certainly make a difference. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. But, you know, they, they have to have other kids that are bought in, too, for, the, for them to be success, that successful. And I watched a little bit of the replay of the game last night, um, today, from Video Productions, and David Early is obviously their big. Obviously, everybody knows when you play Logan, that's who you have to game plan right. for. But I was watching. I watched a little bit of the first half, and then most of the second. And when you look at those players that they have, they have fantastic role players. Right. And for that team to be successful. Everybody has to play their part. They all have to be bought in. Exactly. And it looks like Coach Green's doing great things down there. Um, definitely excited for them. I think we're going to go catch them at Nitro this week. Right. Um, so it should be a good one. Also, Saturday, we're going to be at the new facility up on the hill for Charleston Catholic against Cabell Midland. Go see Aiden Satterfield take on Chandler Schmidt. Um, definitely some good basketball this week. Obviously, guys, we're – can't be everywhere at once but if you want us to come to your school guys let us know definitely um, we'll definitely take a look see what we can do and get out get out there it may not be right now but we'll do everything we can to get out there guys now we'll talk a little more double a basketball not too much more um, but when you look at a, a school like chapmanville who's won 54 games in a row um, you look at a school like polka who was third the n number one technically still in the rankings because the rankings haven't come out yet for this week but Number one versus number three it was a fantastic game down at Polka last night. Um, you had your Bluefield Shady game. Nitro Winfield was actually a really good game. Winfield actually came back and won that game last wow. night for the boys. Um, so there's some very good competition. I'm anxious to see um, the sectionals and regionals this year, I think, are going to be real interesting. Oh, uh, man. They're going to be brutal. Um, last year, Polka beat Logan last year at Polka. Um, Chapmanville beat Nitro in regionals last year to get to the state tournament. And obviously, we know how that ended last year. All right. Uh, Polka loses in the first round to Bluefield. And then Chapmanville beats Fairmont Senior for another back-to-back -back state championship. But it's it's going to be, especially that region, um, it's going to be tough. And But I'm telling you, a team, everybody's talking shady. Everybody's talking Chapmanville. Everybody's talking Polka. But a team I've looked at, North Marion. Um, is a very solid team this year in Double A. Obviously, Bluefield's good. They have the talent. Obviously, Big Sean Martin, W commit for football. Um, man in the middle. And then you have Jaheim House. Um, obviously, Colin Paris is on that team too. So, a lot of talent down there at Bluefield. So, I look for Bluefield to make a little deeper run this year. 
Um, but guys, once again, we want to give a big shout out to Cryofix for everything they've done for us. They've been with us from the start. Any muscle recovery that you all would, your athlete would need, go check them out. Tell them what Virginia Sports News sent you. They're at 111 Hale Street in downtown Charleston. Guys, we do interviews there on a weekly basis. We want to thank them for allowing us to come in and help these athletes recover. And everybody coming to the state tournament, um, boys, girls, anything. After your first game, in between games, go check out Cryofix. It's pretty daggone close if you ask me, the Civic Center. So definitely go check them out, guys. They're at 111 Hale Street. Great stuff going on. And I'll let Jordan tell you a little bit about SportsMart. Don't forget about SportsMart, man. Um, like like we said at the beginning of the podcast, guys, any any and all you know high school midget league middle school uh, school that's closed. If you're an alumnus, um, anything you can think of uh, as far as logos uh, for shirts and, and any kind of clothing or apparel blankets, uh, he could even probably get you uh, some some helmets to put some decals on. I mean, just anything, guys. Uh, do do not hesitate to call them or go down and talk to them. They're at five ten C Street in South Charleston. Um, just just great, phenomenal people and, and and a great product. And guys, we're going to end it here today. We're going to talk about um, hit us up on social media, guys. Let us know where you're from, where you listen from, um, what school you want us to come to, what player of the week you want us to highlight. Guys, reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're at West Virginia Sports News on Facebook. Twitter, WV Sports News 1, and then Instagram's West Virginia Sports News. Also, guys, for any content that you'd like to see, any interview, anything like that, check out the YouTube channel. It's WV Sports News 1. We got got, a new, we'll have a new interview coming up today with Miss Hannah Blankenship, a sharpshooter there for uh, Wyoming East Girls High School basketball team. Exactly. Guys, stay tuned. Some great stuff coming up. And definitely looking forward to what the future holds here at West Virginia Sports News. Thank you guys once again. And- 